wish you could hear God's voice? Are you struggling to find stillness in the busyness of mom life? Is being present daily and sometimes moment by moment a battle for you? Welcome home, sister. This is Unabridged Faith. Aloha, my name is Paige Amber Bacani. I am a lover of Jesus, wife, mama, and mentor. After living by my own strength for years, I finally gave up and took a chance on Him. The simplest way to describe what the Lord has done in my life is that I was one way, and now I am completely different. I want that for you. My mission is to journey alongside you as we openly grow in our faith by being present with God's Word, practicing prayer, pursuing fellowship, and sharing powerful testimonies. If you want to learn how to invite God's peace into your heart, motherhood, and mind, I know this podcast will speak to you. Slip on your shoes, strap on your little ones, and let's go for a walk. We have a date with the Lord. All my love, your sister, Paige. Aloha, my sweet friend and mentor. You are officially the first interview of Unabridged Faith. And this is so neat because last week I shared about how you got the title Unabridged Faith as a direct download from the Lord while we were having a one-on-one coaching session. And I actually had a Mm -hmm. different episode recorded and scheduled for today, but God is funny and the way he orchestrates things. And here we are today (laughs) creating a mini full circle seven episodes in. So before we start, I would love to pray and then I'm going to welcome you to Unabridged Faith Steph. Love it. Father God, thank you so much for another beautiful day. Thank you for all of these nerves and that I can channel them as excitement to be here with my mentor, with the woman that you have put in my life to bring me where I am today. And I just thank you for the encouragement that she is and for the inspiration that she is to me, but also to all the women that she works with. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would speak through me, that you would speak through her, and that you would encourage every woman that this lands upon today and in all of the days, weeks, years to come, Lord. We trust you, we thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Welcome to Unabridged Faith, Steph. Before we dive into your testimony today, I would love for you to give a brief overview of who you are and what you do. Awesome. Well, hi, I'm so excited to be here, Paige. It's, it's, it is such a full circle moment. I remember sitting in the coaching call with you and bouncing back and forth around what this thing's really going to be called and what it's supposed to be. And I felt Holy Spirit just speak straight into my heart, unabridged faith. And I, I'm like, Oh, the Lord just said it's unabridged faith. And I didn't even know what unabridged meant. And so Paige and I had to go and look it up in Google and find out the definition. And it just meant like unabashedly, like all out 100% here for it. And I knew that that was meant for Paige. And so, so much fun to be here on your now real life podcast and uh, seeing that you, you did hard things and I'm so proud of you. So I'm Steph Gass. I'm a mama. I've got uh, two little boys, eight and almost six, and I'm married. I'm daughter of the King, Jesus, crazy woman, all up, down, sideways. I'm obsessed with coffee and LaCroix. I typically have two or three drinks at all times on my desk. I don't know what that is, but it's a thing. And uh, what do I do? I help women get super clear on their calling so that they can craft an online business or ministry from it. So what the heck are you called to do? What has the Lord created you for? And then how do you bring it into the world? Not the world's way. How do you bless people God's way and do business partnered with him 
And how do I do that? I help them start a podcast so that we can save time growing a business, not pouring into social, not being a slave to our cell phones, but from behind a mic um, and just in our comfies on our own schedule and then creating courses or coaching offers to monetize our new business. That's what I do. I have a podcast and courses and my life feels very surreal because it's God's, it's God's plan. And when you are partnered with him, everything feels so much easier. Amen. I am a testimony to everything you just said. I actually just put out my first coaching offer stuff. You'd be so proud. I just did it this morning. And it's truly because of you. Yes. Like two months ago, this didn't exist. And right. now it does. Yep. And it's not the world's way. It's genuinely through prayer. It's through having a mentor mm -hmm. or discipleship and just walking, taking that next right step in faith. I have no idea what this is going to yeah. look like. I had no idea I'd be talking to you right now, but here we are. <laughs> exactly. So God's so yeah. fun. He's got he jokes is. and his he plan is so better than many. our plan. <laughs> <laughs> I truly praise God for you, Steph. And I would not be where I am today without your encouragement. And I want the same inspiration for my listeners as well. So I want these women to know that you are just like them. You love the Lord. You love your husband. You love your kiddos. And by the grace of God, you love owning a successful business and they can do the same mm -hmm. thing if they feel called to do so. Yeah. So can you please share your story with us? Because I want them to know you and trust you and be filled up by you just like I am every time we speak. I want them to know that your heart is for them and they can do hard things too. <laughs> I would love to share my testimony with you guys. Um, so I have always been a go-getter. I've always been a leader. And I think what's so interesting is when we, when we are learning and when we are growing, you know, the giftings that we've had from birth, you know, the pages that God writes about us, um, there are heavenly books about us. And he has these beautiful, uniquely, wonderfully created giftings for each of us. And we are so wonderfully made and we are created to go do the things, but there's such a learning process around utilizing your gifts for God's glory and then using them for your own glory and kind of discerning through what that looks like. And so when I was um, in my twenties, I started to look into entrepreneurship as a way to stay home. I had been recently engaged. I was laid off from a corporate career. So I have a double major in finance and accounting had done the corporate route. I had been very successful in corporate America, but found myself um, laid off because that happens and newly engaged. And my husband thankfully had a great job. And he's like, why don't you just stay home and try something else so we can start a family? And so I thought, okay, that's great. Um, I I'll do that. And so for a few months, I looked around at what I could do and I got introduced to entrepreneurship. It was through network marketing. And so many of you have probably tried network marketing. You're in network marketing, or, you know, someone who has done network marketing. And so I got into it. This was before it was all the rage and it was before it was really fancy and everybody knew about it. And I got signed up with a skincare company and I didn't really care about the skincare. All I cared about was making money with this business because I saw that other people could do it. And I was so competitive and I was so driven. And if anybody told me that I couldn't do something, I was going to prove them wrong. And everybody thought this was absolutely crazy. This is such a scam. You're never going to make it. And those words were fire to my very earthly spirit at the time. I was a Christian. I've been a Christian my whole life, but I didn't have a relationship with Christ at this time. I wasn't going to church. I didn't have the right uh, people and mentorship in my life to 
to remind me of that. I had really fallen astray and I was searching for validation and worthiness. And where I found it was business. So I went crazy page. I was all out into this network marketing company for four years. I poured every single ounce of everything that I was into making it at the expense of other people, at the expense of my marriage, at the expense of my then very young son, uh, time away from them, sacrificing everything because I had created this lie or Satan had, or me and Satan, I don't know, created this lie that I had to do more and it was for them. And if I just got to this level, it was going to be worth it. And I just, I was striving and I was hustling and all I could focus on was more. And four years in, I made it. I hit the one of the, I hit the top rank in the company. Um, I walked the stage. I had a $60,000 check in my hand, those big fancy, you know, like TV size checks that you walk across with. And, and I remember, you know, looking at one of my paychecks and it was $17,000 for that week period or whatever. And I'm like, wow, like I've done it, you know, I made it. And I still felt the same. I didn't feel different. I didn't feel complete. I didn't feel fulfilled. I felt like so let down, so discouraged because wasn't everything supposed to be different now? And as I stepped away from all the success and I looked at my life, I realized that I had become this highly stressed, highly over-functioning person who looked for alcohol as a way to escape the busy because I didn't know how to turn it off. I was emotionally binge eating and then not eating and then working out at excessive levels. I had become this hyperactive version of myself and I didn't even know who I was anymore, but I, I saw it. I saw it, but I didn't stop it. I kept going and I kept going and I kept going, even though I had begun to feel like something was wrong. I was starting to have anxiety attacks and, um, I was on this, these brinks of break breakdown, but I kept pushing because I thought I had to this inner like version of myself kept whispering like more, more, more. And so I kept going and I kept pushing. And a year later, you know, I felt convicted that I didn't know if this was right anymore. I started to question everything, the moral compass about how I was building the business, the, what I was even selling. I was questioning everything and I still didn't stop. So, so those are pause point discernment alarms. When you start to feel the Holy spirit knocking, like, Hey, you know, when I was saved at nine, so I had the Holy spirit. I just had turned away. God knew he kept calling me home, but I kept pushing and my business started to crumble it started to fall apart. People were going to the next best company and the harder I pushed, the less success I was having. And I could feel, it was like, I had all this sand in my hands and the, the tighter that I gripped the sand, the more it was leaking through my fingers. And I started to feel this identity crisis, like creeping up. Who are you now? Like now you're worthless. Now everyone's going to know that like you were a fraud and like you were not the success that you said you were. And I still kept up the facade. I kept posting on social media. Um, I see the posts come up now, you know, in memories. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like my heart just aches for where I was at in my life. And another year went by of this kind of like 
inner turmoil of, I think this is failing, but I'm not ready to admit it. Another year went by. I was pregnant with my second child and everything fell apart. I'm talking revenue was a quarter of what it was before. I was 60 pounds overweight with my pregnancy because I was eating everything because I couldn't drink anymore. Right. Like I had, I was taking one addiction and putting another one in its place and work of course, wasn't going great. And so I found myself at this crossroads and I remember the day that I went to the computer and I sat down and I pulled up the bank account and I realized that we didn't have enough money to pay the bills. And my husband has a great job and I had been making great money for all these years. What happened? You know, where did it go? What, what did we do? And, um, I was in charge really of paying the bills and doing the things. And I had kept up this facade. And I remember walking out to my husband, humility forward going, we can't pay the bills. And he said, thank, and you know, God just, my husband, God must've been just speaking through him at that moment, because instead of being like, ah, he was like, it's all right. We'll just take some money from Miles savings account. We'll pay the bills and we'll pay it back. And I just remember like, because he was so kind, because he was so grace forward it almost crushed. It like makes me emotional now that it crushed me even more because I felt like I did this. I did this. Like I gave everything away to this lie that I am my success, that I am the money that comes in. And then I wrote it all the way down into the ground for what, why did I take all those late night calls? Why was I gone so much? Why did I look at my phone more than my son's face? What was it for? There's nothing to show for it. I'm worse off than when I started. And I remember that was the day page that I went to the mirror. I looked at myself in the mirror and I had mascara stained face. I was crying. I was a mess. And at that moment I went back and I got a, got out a sheet of paper and I asked God who I'm supposed to be. I said, I know, I know that I am missing. I am missing something. And I think it's you. And I don't even know who I am. Who is the woman that you have created me to be? And I just wrote on this paper page, like, I am supposed to put God first. I'm supposed to put my marriage first. I'm a woman who puts my children before my work. I'm a woman who does not touch my phone more than I stare in my child's eyes. I'm a woman who is healthy, who is exciting to be around, who is encouraging instead of competitive. You know, I'm a woman who loves business, but it's not everything. Like I just wrote and I wrote. And I remember telling my husband, we had been kind of going to church, like dancing around churches. And I told him, I really want to commit. So we went back to the one we had loved the most and we committed. And a couple of weeks later, I'm standing in worship and I had never really fully surrendered in worship. And I'd looked around like, huh, look at that awkward person with their arms up. That's cute. You know? And I remember standing there and like, I don't even know what song it was, but it came on and I physically felt the Holy spirit, like drop into my body, like an outer body experience. And I raised my arms and I didn't care. And I wept and I knew that I was completely changed. I knew that I had been made new in that very moment. I was never going back to what the world had spoken over my life. I was only 
going to step into what God was speaking over my life. And I surrendered and I gave it all up. And I remember from that day forward, I just did the next right step. I just, I started praying, even though I didn't really feel comfortable. And I, I started spending money on a gym that I couldn't afford because I knew I had to get my health in check. I started uh, breaking up with alcohol, which was a really long process for me. And it took a couple of years, but I got there and now I'm sober and it's incredible. Um, I'm the most fit that I've ever been now. And I just, I started doing one thing at a time. And every time before I'd make a big decision, I just asked God, should I do this? And it took a while and it's not perfect. And I failed and I was, I'm still a sinner and I still mess up. But what God did from, that was about five years ago, maybe yeah, five and a half years ago or so is he started helping me in every area of my life. He started repairing the way that I parented. He started repairing how I showed up for my, my husband, how I, how I spoke to myself. He started repairing my relationship with food. He started to free me from addiction, from alcohol to social media, to my phone, to food. He was freeing me from everything. And I started to feel God's peace in my life in a new way that I could never go back. And what's kind of fun is as you surrender and you finally relinquish control, which is what it all is, what it all boils down to is control and not trusting. As I started to relinquish control in each and every one of these areas, he started to bless it. And I started to experience God's favor in all of these different areas. And now what's so incredible is, well, about three years in, I, I finally felt ready to come back into the business space. I was afraid because I didn't want to become who I was. Um, and so God said, I I've got you, you know, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to walk beside you. And it's been an evolution of growing with God, getting deeper and knowing that there's always more of him available. You just have to keep digging and keep carving out time and keep getting in his word, keep inviting him in, continue prayer. And it's grown. It's been a huge spiritual growth evolution. So please know, you know, if you're just starting out that it takes a, you're going to, and there's infinitely more, but it's going to take a while to continue to, to foster that relationship with him. And, but he was right there the whole time. And so I started growing my business and in 2018, he spoke to me in a dream and he said, start a podcast. And I laughed and I was like a podcast. I don't even listen to podcasts. I don't even, I don't even really know where to go listen to podcasts, but I got out, I had a $20 mic in my closet from Amazon. It was super staticky and busted. I plugged it in and I, I had been doing Facebook lives. I had been doing some stuff, playing around, blogging, YouTubing, nothing was really working. And I plugged in the mic and I started recording and I felt convicted that I was supposed to help women grow their business, start a business. I didn't really know how or what, or what that looked like, but I just started talking within a year of doing my podcast the Lord had grown the show to over a hundred thousand downloads. He had blessed me financially. Now it's been four years of podcasting. We are about to hit in the next couple of weeks, a million downloads, half a 0.5% podcast in the world, have a highly, highly profitable business. I have a team, six people, 13 interns, like What's so incredible is that what I tried to do by my own strength, it fell apart. 
what I've done by just following God's lead, staying right behind him, letting him be the CEO of this business. I couldn't have even done myself. It's too big. It's so big. It could only be God. And that's the point. How do we relinquish control to a level that people look at you, they see Holy Spirit just exude through everything that you do. And then they see what you create and how you bless people with whatever your work is or your calling or your ministry is. And it could only be God, right? The way that you grow and the way that you speak and the blessing upon it. And sometimes it's financial and sometimes it's not, but there's blessing over it and it could only be God. And so now what I've come to realize through all of this is that we are all called to follow our calling to create something meaningful from it that creates impact and income, not for us, not by us, but for God, by God and with God for his glory. And that is everything because that's how we touch people. That's how we reach people. And ultimately it's how not only do we change people, but how, but how we ourselves are changed. It's just, it's so surreal. So that's the testimony. Girl, I am just smiling. Number one, number two, I like had my hands raised, my hand on my heart as you're speaking. Like, yes, God, it just felt. I felt Holy Spirit right here with us, just speaking through you. Like, whoa, Steph. And also, why are we the same person? You were truly called to be my mentor. Point after point, yeah. I was writing it down. Just like, how, how are our lives so close? And I'm not saying that this is the answer, but you went through all of the things that I might still be going through if I wouldn't have right. women like you in my life to be like, Paige, that's not the right. way. Here we go. That's not the way. Here we go. Look to God. And right. so I have so much that I want to unpack with you. And I know we will in the future, but I want to give my women tactical things that they can tangibly walk away with. So how do you stay focused and stay balanced in intentional living and battle that temptation that you talked about? to always do more, mm. especially as an entrepreneur, because you do that beautifully. Yeah. I, you're held accountable by us. I get to see it. And I want this right. for these women, but as much as I want it for them, I don't want it for them. If they would fall into that temptation, does that make sense? Like, I feel like I would be leading them astray if I'm yeah. like, go start a business, but without totally. proper disciplines. Yes. It, that's the keyword disciplines because the world will tell you, the world will tell you everything about how to start a business and how to begin. And it, it seems like it makes sense because you look at people and they have success, success. I see them talk about all their money and talk about all their followers and I, all the things. But the thing is, is that we are called to do everything differently. We are called to be the outliers as daughters of the King. So the first thing is you have to first sit with the Lord and ask him, how am I supposed to create this business with who and how, and you have got to be so discerning over the people that you follow and the choices that you make in growing a business. And so first thing is always take it to the Lord. Sometimes he speaks and you might hear a big booming voice and it's so clear and you're ready. And sometimes you're just staring at an empty sheet of paper. <laughs> like, Lord, excuse me. I had a question, <laughs> you know? And he's nowhere to be found. But the thing is, is that God's timing is always perfect. And so for me, if I don't hear a clear directive, I go on my gut 
based on my own discernment and I keep praying. And then if I hear a no, cool, got that no. And I'll close that door. But I don't always just wait forever. I, I often take action, um, and base that on Holy spirit. So that's the second thing is you've got to take action, but take action God's way. So for me and everything that I teach, this looks like you pick the one thing that you are to be working on and you let go of everything else. That is a distraction. That is an idol in your life. You will never be, you will never be disciplined and growing a business God's way. If you are idolizing and coveting anything, let's just get that straight. Things have got to die for new things to be born. So I want you to take a deep inventory of what your life actually looks like right now, whether you've started that business, you haven't started the business, whether you're never going to start a business at all. And you're just, I mean, no matter what you're walking into calling, whether it's a business or not, some of you are called to be a homeschool mom. And some of you are called to be a teacher. And some of you are called to start your own business or whatever it is. Like God wants to use you in whatever capacity that you are willing, um, you know, be willing to be chosen. So that next step is looking at where all the places that you need something to die. I know that might sound harsh, but the reality is, is we are all idolizing something. Now, the most often stuff that I see with my students is social media and their phone. That's a huge one. So one of the first things God convicted me of Paige was laying down the idolatry I had around social media and my phone. So I started where I could. I want you guys to understand that God is so loving and so gracious, and he understands that addiction is real and he wants to help you. Some of my stuff took years. It took years to be freed from it. But with social media being one, I started with weekends and I deleted the apps and then I would install them back on Monday. That was great for a couple of years. And as I got deeper with the Lord I and I trusted him more, I, I saw the way he was working through all these these hours on the weekend that I was laying down this idol, uh, but I picked the idol back up again on Monday and he convicted me. It was actually almost a year ago to the day to lay down Instagram for an entire month. And I told him, Lord, there is no way I am going to have success in my business without social media. And he said, watch what I can do. And so I deleted the apps completely. Even my team, no one was to use it whatsoever for 30 days. And we were testing to see what would happen. Well, Instagram fell apart. My 750 likes per post went to 25. My 400 story views went to 25. Like it all fell apart on Instagram, but everywhere else grew the podcast, the revenue, the email list, all these places continue to explode. And what I realized was that Instagram was simply a distraction. I was so distracted by creating content and reels and capitalizing on everything cute my kids did to put it in stories, thinking that it was what I had to do, that it was stealing from actually being the CEO of growth in my business, from actually having my time. And so I continued and I stayed off of Instagram for six whole months. And I got back, this is almost embarrassing to say, but I'm going to say it because some of you really need to hear this right now. I got back 15 hours a week. 15, if that is not so gross, I don't know what is. 15 hours I had been wasting trying to grow a business on a one-to-one platform that is highly addictive and that has absolutely zero conversion because all my content dies in 24 hours and no one is on Instagram to buy. They're on Instagram to numb out just like you. And I got 
And I, I got that 15 hours back. And then I was able to do big and fruitful things. That was one thing that had to die in my life for God to, and he's, oh man, did he bless that? My gosh, we have new people on the team that he brought on because of that new opportunity. Like something doesn't die without God replacing it with a bigger blessing. So that's one thing you've got to look at. Are, and another one for me was alcohol. You got to take a look at that. What kind of, is there any idolatry going on around there, going on around alcohol or around your body or around fitness or even around people that you follow or your marriage or even your kids, right? Like sometimes we focus too much on things of the world instead of turning our eyes and our focus to him. So we got to reduce all of that. And then the next step, find the one thing you're supposed to be focused on and do that one thing with all of your heart, all of your spirit and all of your soul partnered with him. One of the first things that God called Adam to do in Genesis is to keep the garden with me, to work with God, to keep the garden and to take care of the food and the animals. He called Adam to work for the glory with God. And so we are called to do the same thing and it's to find the one thing. And so for me, it was podcasting. I showed up in my podcast every single week, year after year after year, I was consistently here. I was consistently showing up and it led to the next thing. So instead of doing a hundred things, we do one thing really well. And then we stay super disciplined last step on growing with God. So that last step looks like carving out time to sit with the Lord. And this looks different for everyone in the season of life that you're in, but every single day. So for me, it's an hour in the mornings before my family gets up. It took a long time to get comfortable waking up at 5.30 in the morning. I look forward to it now more than any other time in my day. Now, maybe you're not there right now. Maybe that might look like 10 minutes during a little, a little nap time. Maybe this might look like praying and spending time with God in the car while you're driving. But whatever that has to look like, make it a priority. And then the last thing for growing with God for me was getting so much more audacious in my prayer life. You know, so one is getting in the word as you sit with God, right? The other piece is conversating with God, getting to know him. Prayer doesn't need to be a weird, awkward nighttime ritual where you get all businessy. Okay. Like prayer for me might look like crying into the dishes. Like, Lord, I'm actually jealous of this girl right now. Cause she had faster this and that than me, you know, like we're so human and God can handle us and surrendering the crud to him. The second it creeps up, he wants to take it from you. Stop trying to hide the ugly pieces and the weird thoughts that we have from him. He already knows. So really opening up and audaciously praying, getting big in your faith, go find a spot where you can let it out without fear, without you know, feeling awkward that maybe your kids or your spouse might hear you. Like I'd go to the car and I would just scream out to the Lord and hit the steering wheel. And sometimes it would praise him and cry. Like I was all kinds of weird up in that car because no one could see me. And it was where it allowed me to really, um, unlock another level of prayer where I know I was knocking on the floors of heaven and that he was hearing me. So those are the steps that I would really focus on as you, as you begin. Wow, Steph. I heard you saying, as I trusted him more, I trusted him more. And I genuinely feel that that is the theme of my life. It took me so long to let go. You talked about holding on to that sand and the harder that you held on to it, the faster it slipped away. 
that felt like my mm-hmm. life for so many years. And now once you finally get to that point, like you talk about where it's just like, okay, take the sand, like I'm letting go. And it is, it's, it's a constant, like, okay, I'm trusting you. And then he shows me, it's like, okay, I'm trusting you. And then he shows me, he's like, God, I trust you. Like, let's go. It's just like, it gets easier and easier and easier, (laughs) but, but not to diminish those first steps. They are not easy. Right. And it made me smile. Yes. And when you said, watch what I can do. Like, if he doesn't tell me that on a regular basis, it is just like so consistent. Watch what I can do. Watch what I can do. And so I'm at the point now where I seriously, like you said, I audaciously say something, take the action. And I step back and say, okay, daddy, I'm watching you. Like, I'm looking for you. Like, where you at? And he always comes through. Always. It might not be how I'm looking for it but it's in his own unique and beautiful way. So I wanted to hear your last words of wisdom for the woman who's trying to do it all, but also the woman who's too afraid to do anything and believing that she just has to sacrifice herself completely until her kids grow up. But I genuinely feel that you have already answered those questions. So if there's any like last sentence you want to put out there, I would love for you to, but you did so well at giving us tactical things to take away. And I thank you for that because I know sometimes When we speak about faith, that can be rare, but I appreciate you for doing that for me and for my audience. Yes, of course. I think all I want to say, what's on my heart right now is you have, you, you are not on your timeline, right? I tell myself, Steph, you've got decades to build this business. Just have fun today. Just do what you're supposed to do today and then close your computer, go pour in to the biggest blessings of your life which are your husband, your children, and your health and time with me. And business has an equal place here, but it also has a place here that it has a start time and an end time. And so I want you guys to remember that as you, as you grow, especially if you're called into any type of ministry or entrepreneurship, there's no clock except the one you create. So what I want you to do as you guys live your life every day, no matter what you do, is remember that you have infinite time because you're on heaven's timeline every day and everything that you do, slow down, take a minute, breathe, focus on the things that Holy spirit calls you to today. And then rest easy, rest easy, knowing that God, he is a God of hope and joy and peace and trust, right? Romans 15, 13, and that by the power of the Holy spirit, his will will be done anyway. It's already been written friend. So I want you to show up and enjoy today. Don't worry about tomorrow, trust in him and then watch what he can do. Amen. I just started doing something with Jacob. You said, close your computer. I call him in. I have set hours. You have been so, so, so amazing at keeping us accountable for that with P2P, just reminding us what's truly important. So I'll be like, Jacob, like mommy wants you. And he'll run in and I'll say, can you please close my computer for me? And his new thing is, yeah, everything's yeah, yeah, which is good. I'm, I'm ready for that instead of the no. So everything's yeah right now. So he hops on the chair and he closes my computer and just seriously gives me the biggest smile. And I'm like, I'm yours. Like I am yours, kiss your <laughs> eyes. Like I'm yours. And the second thing you said is breathe. I literally have that on my calendar today. Just huge, just breathe. Mm. Like I have talk breathe. to Steph, do this, do that, breathe. And then again, yeah. God has got jokes. My next episode is no joke about my top five priorities, which you just said, your relationship, oh my with God, gosh. your marriage, your motherhood, your health, and then your ministry. And those are mine. Yes. And I will talk all about that <laughs> next Monday. So 
<laughs> subscribe God, to the show. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But Steph, how can people come and find you? Yes. Well, thanks for having me, Paige. And thanks, friends, for allowing me into your cars and homes and hearts today. You guys can come find me at stephaniegass.com, which is S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S. I've got lots of free gifts over there. And of course, my podcast, which is the Stephanie Gas Show, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And it's really for that faith-led woman who wants to get clear on her calling, figure out her niche, and grow an online business partnered with God so that we can grow for his glory. Gosh, I love you so much, Steph. And I genuinely appreciate you. It was just so neat to sit here. And in the beginning, I was so nervous. I could feel myself even talking faster. And now I'm sitting here just like, ah, at so much peace. And I feel that this call yes. went how Holy Spirit wanted it to. Like I felt him speaking through you to me and to these women. Me too. So thank you for showing up. Thank you for being authentic. And thank you for not hiding anymore. You know, like, Many times, yeah. the more successful that people get, the more that they feel that they have to hide and you are not that. And I'm so grateful for that. So have a beautiful yeah, you're weekend. So you're also so good at setting those boundaries for your weekend, right? Nothing on Saturday and Sunday. I sure your, am. <laughs> your priority yeah. days. I love you, sister. Love you too. Thanks so much. Aloha, sweet sister. I am eager to connect and hear how the Lord spoke to you through today's episode, or maybe even throughout the week, because I trust that He did. I want to ask you to pause and help me with a quick favor. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, please take a moment and share how through leaving a heartfelt review on Apple Podcast. This helps other women, like us, find unabridged faith. Your kind words fill my heart with so much joy, and I have hope that your review also encourages others. If you are ready to go all in with your faith, please email me at unabridgedfaith at gmail.com so we can stay in touch. And come join our community of faith-filled women at facebook.com slash unabridgedfaith. I trust that the Lord will continue to use this podcast to draw us near to His heart. And I pray for a week full of intention and connection as we grow in unabridged faith. In Jesus' name, amen.